let's get down to business. Let's just talk about some Ant-Man. Uh, Los, what is your um, off-the-top thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania? Um, it was weirder than I thought. <laughs> it was watchable, um, but it, it wasn't all that great. Okay. I mean, okay. it wasn't bad. You know, it's like a 7 out of 10. You know. Wow, I'm surprised you gave it that high of a score. 7 out of 10? Yeah, it was, well, mostly because of the setup. Okay. Because okay. of the, the, the final, the final uh, end credit scene. Okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, I wasn't that big of a fan of the um, final credit scene, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was it was interesting. Okay, okay. Um, for me, um, I gotta be honest. Just off the rip, I'm not gonna waste time. I didn't like it. Honestly, I, I didn't like it at all. I felt like um, Kang carried this film. Uh, if it wasn't for him, this film would not be watchable for me. There was a lot of cringy moments uh, when it came to the characters trying to be funny and uh just i don't know just certain things just didn't hit for me like you can tell that they were trying to make certain things hit certain jokes hit and i'm just sitting there like yeah no that that didn't work for me like i i, I was kind of i was really bored in this film okay non-spoil remember because our first part of our review is always non-spoilery so we're yeah more non-spoilery part yes it did start out slow it absolutely started out slow yeah um, the song they picked when, um, what's his name? Um, Scott Lang? Yes, when he's walking through the town. I uh, loved it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was actually a nod. That was a nod to the previous film when they started off with, uh, I forgot what song they started off with in that film, but it seems like they're trying, trying this trend where they start the yeah, film no, off no, with no. a certain song. That song, Lisa's in chat. Lisa will tell you. <laughs> that song came on television every week. You were like singing that song. Yeah, so that is I'll, sure. I'll, once we get to the spoilery part, I'll talk about more about the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now I understand why our favorite character isn't in the movie. There was no space for. Him. Yeah, it, it it wasn't. I I finally see that too. Like as I was watching the film, I kept I kept realizing like, okay, I see why he's not here. Even the director of the film actually. Uh, mentioned it on social media i think a few days ago because i guess a lot of people were, were asking like hey like where is lewis at like why why is he not in this film and he said basically yeah uh just because of the story where the story went we just didn't have space for the other characters you know in this film which makes sense but it still sucks it still sucks to not have Luis in there it really does i i just wish it would have started out with Okay, okay, okay. This is what you meant. You know, and then and then it goes into, you know, and now he's got this stupid morning routine and then gone gone into his daily routine. Yeah. I, I honestly would have liked that. Even even if they started it started it off with Luis in the film, like the first five minutes, I would have been fine with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. To just just give me a little bit of Luis, man. You, you gotta give me some of him in a in, in an Ant Man movie. I can't have it I can't have an Ant Man movie without him. Yeah. Um well, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of some other things to talk about without spoiling too much. Okay. So once you go through his daily routine, right, and he starts talking about all the things he's been doing since. Yeah. I was actually more surprised how 
and again, this is no spoiler because you haven't seen him anywhere. Mm -hmm. They talk about how little he's done since Endgame, superhero-wise. Yeah. So that was something I was a little surprised about. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He hasn't done anything. Yeah, we haven't seen him literally yeah. since then. Yeah. Um, and then you get sort of a different perspective of where all the characters are at, you know, yeah. since that. And mm -hmm. some of it was surprising. Mm -hmm. um, Janet Van Dyne's haircut, I thought, was really gross on her. Yeah, I didn't like it. I did not like it. It it was it was just a little weird. It was a little weird. No, it's just I I just don't feel like it fit her fit her face. I kind of feel like it just didn't fit her face right. You know? Yeah, you get used to it, but you know, <laughs> um, the way they were brought into the quantum realm, which was shown on the trailer, uh, was interesting. You know, um, and the way this story develops in um. What are they called? Is the the quantum quantum realm? Yeah, was different. It was different than I. Ex it was partially different than I expected, but exactly what I expected all at the same time. Okay, I can I, I can one hundred percent agree on that. One hundred percent. Story went along. It just got a little predictable. Yeah, that's kind of you know what what the problem was. But the guy who plays King the Conqueror. What a performance. Yeah, man. I I I agree. Then the end of Loki. I mean, well the thing that we're getting with uh with Jonathan my uh John Jonathan Majors is that each time he plays Loki, like he's in a, a in, in an amazing role because each time he plays Lo not Loki, each time he plays uh Kang, okay. he gets he gets to be a different personality. You know, because Kang has so many different forms. So this Kang was like, uh, you know, just a conqueror who wanted to like destroy the universe, you know, compared to the first Kang that we got, who's a little more laid back and chill and just say, hey, I just want to make sure that everything goes smooth, you know? So um, some people were saying on social media that they felt like the character of Kang was just too big for this movie, that maybe they should have started Kang off in a different movie. And I agree, because it felt like the whole Kang storyline mixed in with Ant-Man just felt so out of place. It felt weird. It just felt unbalanced. It didn't feel like it made sense. I Does that I make sense to opposite. you? You felt I the opposite? opposite. I felt okay. Opposite. I, it felt more Shakespearean to me. You know? Okay. Okay. Interesting. Because Kang was at that level of, of a Shakespearean actor, you know, the way he spoke, his timing, his presence, everything else. You know, and he was very conceited, and I felt like with Scott and everyone else, they were the complete opposite. So it kind of shows how, you know, no matter how big you are, there is somebody who can take you out, and it is somebody that you least expect. So that's kind of why I did like it. For what that, I for that aspect, I agree. I agree for that aspect. But go ahead. You know, and and the thing is, though, I wasn't that fond of the actress who played the daughter me neither i don't think anybody was a lot of people have been uh but the thing is it's not that she did a bad job it's just a simple fact is i thought the the actress that played the part previously even though we only saw her for a very short time she felt like and looked more like she could be his daughter 
Yeah. And this one, not so much. I agree. Maybe not. I mean, obviously not enough time has passed for uh, for her to be old enough to, you know, be in a superhero suit. So I'm guessing that's probably why they decided to speed things up to get ready for the Young Avengers. Um, but yeah, based off the casting, yeah, I it just didn't... I don't know. There was something about the way she carried the role of Cassie it just didn't feel Cassie to me. You know what I mean? It, it, it just didn't feel right. She wasn't... Not as bitchy as the mother, and also not as funny as the father. Yeah. And I kind of think that's where it is, where the previous actress kind of almost leaned into some of the performance of the child. Yeah. The first one. And so I just kind of feel that's probably why we, we meaning a lot of people are looking at it like, okay, we were not that thrilled with her performance. Yeah. Overall, I mean, I'm not saying she did a bad job. She did a good job. It's just that maybe she'll do better in the next one um i hope so you know um we don't know but i'm not knocking i'm not knocking her performance it just didn't fit in as well as the previous actor that's all we're saying i agree that's all i'm saying I, I think we just got so used to little cassie and like you said how spunky she was and like you said just the way she kept like like, like her screen presence just had a certain aura about it and then we go from that to older cassie and like you said maybe we just got to get used to it you know we, what we, we did like though is they did not turn her into the bitchy rebellious teenager i thought they were i thought they were when it started off oh, at yeah. first like i 100 thought that they were going that route and i was thinking to myself like oh here we go again this is so typical you know um Dark region asked what did we think of the recasting of the part i didn't like it i just thought the other actress looked more like Scott and the wife. Agreed. Um, so I wasn't that thrilled with her recast. Agreed. Um, let me see what else, what else, what other stuff do we want to talk about before we jump into spoilers? Uh, you said uh, you already looked. effects. Overall, what did you think of them? Uh, middle, middle of the pack. It wasn't yeah. nothing. Yeah. It, I mean, there were moments where I was like, okay, because like, Ever since we started having this conversation about Marvel and their special effects, every time I watch a Marvel show now, I kind of almost look at the special effects even more now because it, it's become a major topic. And I guess we could talk about this character because they show him in the trailer. Um, Modoc has made an appearance in this film. Um, oh the special, and that's one thing, uh, the special effects for Modoc were not great. Uh, Modoc and in real life or live action, what I could imagine would be a hard character to figure out how to make that work in special effect terms, but... I just feel like the face looked like it was stretched. Yeah. And that pulled out a level of realism. It did. It, 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 didn't, look, it didn't look like a big face. It just looked like a stretch face. Yes. That's it. It's just like they just, like, killed him, like... It was so weird. Like, I remember when they first showed his face, it almost was like jarring. I was like, whoa, like, oh, okay, I guess that's Modoc. Oh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> the actor who they got to play him, I thought was a nice twist. Wait, so it wasn't the guy from Ant-Man 1, uh, right? Uh, 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 oh, okay. All right. Territory. Yeah, not spoiler territory yet. Non-spoiler territory. Not yet. Um, like I said, the actor who played him, it was a nice twist. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't watch the first, I mean, I didn't watch the last trailer of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania purposely because I didn't want to get spoiled. So I didn't even know Monarch was going to be in this film until I actually watched the film. Oh, I knew for a while. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that was bad KJ. Bad KJ. I know. I know. Shame on me. Shame on me, guys. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't know Murdoch was going to be in this film until I actually watched it. And I was like, wow, that was a nice surprise. I'm glad that that didn't get spoiled for me because I love Modoc. Actually, I really do. Um, yeah, Modoc is, is very different in the comics. You know, he's the head of AIM, you know, yeah. very different character, you know, so this was an interesting twist. And when we get to the spoiler part, we can talk about one thing that I did enjoy about that character. What also I did like. And I'm going to ask you, your opinion on this, is the final battle. Okay. Did you like it? Did you not like it? No, I liked it because it was smaller than expected, but emotionally powerful. Just as emotionally powerful as a big ending. So am I answering that now or in the... Yes, yes, because we're still in the non-spoiler. And after this, I kind of think there really isn't much we can really say non-spoilery other than maybe talking about the dialogue in it. But okay. other than that, I really kind of feel like Okay. Um, well, first off, Ramen edits in chat says, all hell Modoc. He was beautiful. I mean, you know, some people think he was beautiful. Some people think he was stretched, you know? I appreciate you joining the show, by the, by the way, uh, Ramen. Ramen. Um, the final battle. Um, I thought it, like, if I had to, like, give it a scale of one to five chocolate bunnies, five being the highest, the final battle, I give it a three. To be honest, I mean, it's it's freaking it's it's he who remains is Kang the Conqueror. Like I wasn't expecting Ant-Man to go in there and have like an Iron Man fight, like, like style fight with Kang because he's, he's he's Ant-Man. He's not really that powerful besides growing big and growing small. Um, but talking about it too much is going to lead into spoilers, but I will just say. On a scale of one to five chocolate bunnies, I would give it a three. I expected just a little more from it. Um, I think the way it ended was, yeah. I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait. For, I'll wait for spoilers. <laughs> I think the yeah. That's that is the best way to probably put it. It did feel. It felt very predictable, and that's what I didn't like about it. Yeah. Honestly. Um, Ramen Edison chat says it's the smallest fight ever in MCU. Haha, <laughs> pun intended on that one. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I will agree it is the smallest in scale, but I feel like it had the emotional level as every other fight in, in the MCU. Um, yeah, yeah, agree. I will agree that, you know, it was a very one sided fight. Now, I feel like this is all we can talk about as far as non spoilers are concerned. Yes. Is there anything non-spoilery you think you can add? Uh, at this point, no. Let's just jump into spoilers because I have a lot okay. to talk about. So, this <laughs> is your warning. We are going to start on spoiler territory. We are going to describe the film. We are going to describe actions. We are going to talk about music. We are going to talk about everything in this film that we can spoil. Okay. So, from this, I've given you five seconds to leave. Otherwise, stay here and enjoy the spoilers. Five. <laughs> Four, three, two, one. Okay. KJ, what do you mean, Iron point. Man? What do you mean, Iron Man sh showed up in this movie? What do you mean? Bro, don't, don't <laughs> mess with people like that. Don't mess with people's emotions, Oh, bro. man. Could you imagine? Oh, man. That'd be crazy. 
regular J Studio said the movie was just disappointing. I agree. Mm. I In agree fact, the whole movie disappointing, but at the same time, I think it's because we were more into a heist movie, which is the formula of Ant Man, and we didn't get a heist movie this time around. Yeah, I I I one hundred percent agree. I felt like the formula we got used to a certain formula from Ant Man from the first two films, and this was different, which I don't mind. Different for the fact that we got a taste of the quantum realm is okay. I think maybe if we didn't, if the whole film wasn't in the quantum realm, and maybe when they came back to the actual world, maybe it would have been a little different. Maybe we would have had different opinions on it. Maybe things would have just happened differently. Um. But maybe it was. Do you think it was too much quantum realm? <laughs> Honestly, is that even a thing? Uh, I kind of feel like the entrance into the quantum realm wasn't earned. I kind of wish there was something in between to explain the quantum realm more, or even a story of it before they dropped into the quantum realm. Yeah, and then the story took place. Like, I, I just agree. Feel like there was something missing to make you want to explore the quantum realm. Like we've been there in the MCU, but it didn't look like it did in the previous movies of the MCU. Well, that's because the, this version of the quantum realm that they were in, it was like deeper into the quantum realm. Before, it was more like an outer layer, you know, because <laughs> there were just so many layers of the realm before you got there. So I think that's why it looked a little different. I agree that it did feel a little like I felt like we like the movie started. Scott's walking down, getting his coffee, getting his donut. The guy's calling him Spider Man, so on and so forth. And then five seconds later, we're in the quantum realm. It's like, wait, hold on. Like, can we slow down a little bit? You know, but I get why they did that because it's like, hey, we only have a certain amount of time of like film to like actually tell our story here. But I felt like if that was the case, maybe the movie should have been a little longer, but then it would have probably overstayed its welcome. So it's like you can't really win. I kind of think if they would have removed the whole thing about Casey, is it Casey the daughter? Yeah. About no, Casey uh, Cassie. 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 Yeah. If they removed Cassie going to jail and they made it more about her following her mother's footsteps about science and quantum realm and this, that, and the other thing and her obsession with it. Yeah. I kind of feel it would have been more, it would have been earned. You've been like, okay, you know, she's hooked on it. She knows this. She knows that. Yeah. Now we're here. Yeah. As opposed to her going, you know, I was, she was, you know, in a protest and she got arrested, which I just thought was ridiculous. Yeah. That was a little, that, yeah. I, I, I didn't really like that. I feel like they were trying to force her to be like her dad without, like you said, really earning it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, well, dad, I got arrested like you. And I was just like, this whole conversation at the dinner table was just really cringy. Can we just like move on? please yeah. it was going on way too long way too long although i did like the pizza thing yeah that was kind of cool that was actually kind of cool save so much money i know right i can give me a little small mini meat pizza and like spend like five bucks on it and then feed a family exactly. um all right so what was the next topic you want to jump into i'm sorry i, I know we have a lot of stuff to talk about spoiler wise in here their descent into the quantum realm did match all other times you've seen it for the most part mm -hmm. um i just kind of feel like when they landed in the quantum realm and you saw the creatures some of the creatures just looked odd to be odd you know like yeah one guy who was a lamp when you had a lamp at the head <laughs> i was really confused by that especially the guy who looked like a, a piece of broccoli like literally 
broccoli. The broccoli, yeah. And I was just like, why? 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 <laughs> what I did like is when they were like, drink the goo, and it helps you understand everybody. Yeah. Uh, there's a show called Farscape mm -hmm. where they had translation microbes that you would inject into yourself, mm -hmm. and then you were able to understand anybody else who has translation microbes in them. Ah, so okay. I thought that was kind of cool. So, you know, kind of like, you know, the quantum realm doesn't speak English. Yeah. They have, they all have their own language. You drink this juice. All of a sudden you can understand everybody. I thought that was cool. I thought that was interesting. Honestly, when he met everybody and, and he had to drink the goo to understand, I, I thought that was a pretty cool um, aspect about the film. Uh, it was nice to see Bill, uh, Bill Murray, even though it was for like a short, short cameo, basically. Uh, it was for his role. Anybody could have played that part. Anybody could have played it. Yeah, I thought I like when I saw him in the trailer. I thought he was playing more of a serious role, like just more of a bigger role. And he was literally in the movie for like five minutes. And I was just like, okay, you show me Bill Murray. I'm I'm expecting to see Bill Murray. You know, you it was yeah. You could have literally anybody. you could have put me in that role. Like, come on, like stop spending money on all these big actors. Call J House Studios phone number and get me in there, Marvel. Like, what's going on? One hundred percent, no joke. I think you would have done a better job. Thank you. Appreciate it. No, seriously. <laughs> That's you okay? Yeah, I do think you would have done a better job. Much appreciated, man. I love you too, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was just, I mean, the quantum realm thing, it just, some of the creatures, the characters, the uh, buildings that were alive. I mean, I get that things are weird in certain films and certain movies and in certain universes. But like you said, I would have to agree. I didn't even think about it like that. A lot of this stuff felt weird just to be weird for no reason. And it just, it just felt cringy. Like I, I have to, I know that I feel like I say that a thousand times in describing this movie, but a lot of it just felt like it didn't make sense. It was just there just to be there. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? A lot of it felt like a 70s Saturday morning cartoon. Maybe that's what they were going for. <laughs> Might be. Maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know. That's um, kind of what I feel like it was. Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, yes, it was a new, it was an interesting world and all that other stuff. But I kind of felt like they pushed too many different looking creatures. Yeah. I, I, I think the broccoli head was like over the edge for me. I'm like, all right, I'm done. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm I done with this. It was a joke. You know, but then they showed him too much. Yeah, I was like, Broccoli Man. Broccoli Man again. Broccoli yeah. Man saves the day. I'm like, all right, we get it. Broccoli Man is here. We get it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I did like, just to kind of rewind backwards a little bit, I did like how Jimmy Woo, uh, in the beginning when he had um, lunch with Scott Lang, it's funny how like in Ant-Man 2, when they came to raid his house in the, in the, in the beginning of the movie, and they were going back and forth and Jimmy Woo was like, hey, yo, so like, do you want to go out for like lunch or something? Or you're asking me out? He's like, no, I'm not. It's like, oh, okay. But do you really want to go out for lunch? So at, yeah. the, at, the, at, at the beginning of this movie, they're going out for lunch and Jimmy Woo pops out his credit card in like a little magic trick, trick form. Um, because in part two, he wanted Scott to teach him magic. He was so fascinated with this. I mean, with magic. So in this film, he actually learned magic by popping his card out of his sleeve. I thought that was a nice nod to part two. Yeah. Random. Was. Random, I know. But um <laughs> No, but it's 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 little things like that in the MCU that us as fans enjoy. We enjoy the continuity. And even something as simple as that, 
yeah. a nice callback where you feel like these characters wouldn't weren't pushed to the side. Like a good example is WandaVision. Mm-hmm. You know, like that felt like it was in its own universe. Even though we're going to turn around and see some of those characters in the Marvels, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like we've ignored them for such a long time that we've forgotten who they were. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's things it, the callbacks I do enjoy. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Just this movie which wasn't it was entertaining, but I kind of feel like if I had the if I had the choice, I'd rather watch it at home streaming than pay money for it in the theater. Agreed. And mind you, I I went to go see it in uh, Dolby, so you know I paid like probably too way way too much money for the movie that I should have paid for it. But um, yeah, I mean, there was there was definitely a lot of things I liked about it. I just like I mentioned before, um, I liked a lot of the Kang stuff in this film. Um, I like the chemistry relationship interaction between uh, Kang and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character uh, Janet Van Dyne. Um, when they first went into the quantum realm and Janet is just like afraid of like, like him, the guy, the man that they don't mention his name until like 40, 40 minutes in. Uh, I, I like the fact that we build up to seeing Kang and I like the fact that we actually got to go back and see Janet's interaction with Kang when he crash landed there and see how things went. And just throughout the film, we just see the relationship between them just build over time and you know we get a deeper look into that i love the interaction between janet and kang more than i like the interaction between ant-man and kang and that says a lot what i did like was how janet and hank weren't jealous of the fact that you know even though they were married they were gone for 30 years and they've had other oh yeah jealous about it which i was like damn that's mature i would have been a bitch i've been like what <laughs> <laughs> come on it's I'm been 30 years somebody. it's been 30 years man come on like at that point you probably think that the person's dead like they've been no, stuck no, in the I quantum agree. realm but logically it makes sense emotionally it wouldn't yeah emotionally it wouldn't they were like man you better wait for me you'd be like what knuckle up yeah it, it, exactly exactly <clears throat> real question though do you think like do you think they let ant-man beat kang like, dude, do you really think that that was realistic that Ant-Man could actually beat Kang? He did not beat Kang. He didn't. He never beat him. He kept him busy. He got his ass whooped. <laughs> he kept him busy. And Janet whooped his ass. Well, the ants, I guess you can say. No, 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 no. We're talking about the final fight. Janet whooped his ass. She was the one shooting him. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. She, yeah, you're right. I completely forgot about that part. Okay, so what did you think about the ants? The end? Um, I the mean, ants. oh, the ants? Eh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really care for them, honestly. I, I didn't like the whole thing of like, oh, the ants got stuck into the quantum realm and they evolved and they built a community and now they're this. I was just like, ugh. I, I, I didn't like I it. Like the ants were out of place. Yes, that's what it felt like. I mean, like we're like we're here tonight. We're like yeah. clicking on all cylinders. That's honestly that is the best way to describe it. It just felt like we were doing this one thing over here, 
we're having this party we're doing this thing and then all of a sudden we have like you know this person who's playing like third or fourth wheel and he's like hey can i come too and it's like dude we're, we're almost over the party's almost over like was like what are you doing here you know and that's kind of what it felt like when the ants came in because it was just like i was just like i i, I didn't like it like, i didn't like the fact that he tried to make up this whole story about how the ants were down there and they just evolved into this whole new form of ant and now they're communicating with his mind and i'm just like it, that just felt just so or through his earpiece i was just like that just felt just so no i didn't like i didn't want that but oddly enough when they were falling into the quantum realm i saw the ants and i was like okay this, they have to show up somewhere you yeah know? yeah i didn't catch it i didn't catch it the first time Oh, until I we did. talked about it i did so i definitely caught it and i was like all right so but i thought they played a more important role throughout yeah i think if they were like in the film a little bit more than just like hey last minute they're gonna save the day maybe maybe i would have been like all right you know the ants are here you know they're always here why not My you know thing is the ants developing technology really that and, and i know that's what i was just like this this just makes no sense to me like I mean, I get it. They're smart. They're not your typical ants, but come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So, I will say the color palette very much reminded me of Guardians of the Galaxy, though. It did. I, I felt like the film in general gave me Guardians of the Galaxy vibes, especially for the fact that we have so many weird characters. That's usually what we usually see in Guardians. Guardians has a lot of weird cultures and species and things like that. So I expect that from that universe. I wasn't expecting that from Ant-Man because it felt like I was watching a mashup between Guardians and Ant-Man in this film, yeah. honestly. Now, back to MODOK, because now we can do the whole spoiler thing. Okay. What I liked was that the villain from the first film wound up becoming MODOK. Yes, I, I did like that. It was like a that. nice callback. It was a nice um, way to say, okay, we haven't forgotten about Yellow Jacket. That's mm -hmm. the, the, the name of the character he was in the first movie. Um, I just thought he didn't land as well as he should. And even at the end, you know, where... You know, he becomes a hero. He's like, I am not a dick. And he starts shooting, <laughs> you know, Kang. And the way he dies, he goes, at least I died in Avengers. Everyone's looking at him like, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just die already. <laughs> and because he looks so terrible, I'm kind of glad he died in this movie. And they hopefully would not be using him again. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think they will. Um, it sucks that that's the kind of king that we got because it like whenever we got a king i was hoping that it was going to be something memorable uh the special effects were very bad like you said his face looks stretched i don't know how you mean yeah 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 for modok my bad i don't know how else they would have pulled that off um i mean i i'm not a visual effects artist so i don't know but it, it was horrible uh they did uh one of the special effects artists on the film did post on social media <laughs> And they they uh, posted on social media a few days ago saying that Marvel pulled a lot of resources from this film to put those resources into Wakanda Forever, which is why they felt like this film lacked a lot in the visual effects department. Um, how do you feel about that? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought Wakanda Forever looked good. But it didn't look like they pulled people from another movie. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> Wakanda Forever, you know. And we have very different opinions about Wakanda Forever, you know. 
Yeah. I say Namor was right. You believe the, the um, Wakanda was correct. Whole yeah. story. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel like Morak would have been better served with the mask on most of the time. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Like he actually looked pretty cool with the mask on. So I was kind of hoping that he, they would have just left that the way it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm honestly, I'm a little worried about the visual effects department of Marvel going forward. I just lately, I think the last good looking film we got from Marvel was Spider-Man. Um, the last good looking film that we got. I don't know. Wakanda looked good. Wakanda did look good. I'm not saying it looked bad, but I do hate the fact that every time they fight, they use like they don't use practical effects when they're fighting everything it's like like all vfx and it's just like why can't we just have a natural a natural fight why does everything have to look like look like it's fake they in ant-man no no no. i'm talking about in in wakanda like as far as like what they had the scale is too large the scale is too large the scale is way too large you are not gonna find a thousand you know, black um, stuntmen to perform this, to perform it safely. You can get martial artists. They're guaranteed there's 10,000 martial artists out there. Mm. But they're, a martial artist is not pulling a punch that same way. A martial artist isn't going to do it as safely as a stunt person would. So I can understand why they would do a lot of it digitally because there's just not enough trained people to do that. Because your option is then, okay, what? Are you going to take 50 and put them in blackface to be in Wakanda forever? How wrong is that? And I totally, I totally understand that. But I just, I'm just saying, like, with the one-on-one fights, like, if, if it's just, like, the actual Black Panther going up against another bad guy. Like, in the past two Black Panther films, it just, it looks like, it looks like a special effects scene. It doesn't look like a practical scene when, like, Black Panther is fighting Killmonger or something. Like, that final scene, for example, in the in the first one, the special effects was terrible. It was horrible. It, it was horrible, and like they kind of did that at the end of part two, where like Black Panther's fighting somebody on the side of the boat, and she she looks like a cartoon character flipping on it. I was just like, oh, this does not look good, man. If that's the case, you know just don't do that the scene. Problem, the problem is Endgame. You had such huge stakes, and everything looks so good. Yeah, that's that is your standard. Yeah, it is. Forward, you're less forgiving of something that you would have said. Oh, okay. I mean, it was a little shaky, but whatever. That you would have said that before Endgame. Yeah. Now, since the bar is set so high, you're kind of like, well, you know, get closer. That probably, you know, what you're probably right. If they, if Thanos came out in a movie today. Daniels would not look the way he looked in Endgame. Yeah. Daniels looked almost realistic, like perfect. Like he looked amazing in Endgame. And look at and look at where he came from when we first saw him in like what Iron Man 1. Throughout all those films, he had those, he just he he didn't look that great. He looked a little weird in the face. And then when we got him in Endgame, perfect. They finally figured it out. He he looked amazing. Um but yeah, I feel like the first era, like the, the first, what, two or three phases of Marvel, uh, they had their weak points, but for the most part, they, they, they look pretty freaking solid. And this... Here's the thing. If you go back and watch Iron Man, you're going to be like, oh, these effects aren't as good as I remember them. 
Oh, yeah, 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 of course. I mean, like, the first few films, I agree, because, yeah, like, that was the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? They came out, you were amazed by them. And once again, I kind of think that's an endgame effect. Probably. Because endgame was so good, you know, everything else pales in comparison. That's my personal belief. No, I, I, I 100% agree because that's how I looked at it. I was like, man, I, they, they gave me this and now they got me over here. And I'm like, hey, what happened to this? I'm not saying everything has to look like Endgame. I know that's very expensive, yeah. you know, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I can't ask for too much, man. But yeah, I just I just don't I don't like the way I forgot the original topic that we, we were even talking about, to be honest now. Um, but yeah, I how Modoc did not look good oh yeah yeah i was just saying like i just I'm, I'm a little worried about the future of the visual effects scene we keep getting these stories coming out of coming out of their visual effects team saying we're not getting the resources we're not getting the resources this is happening that's happening you know there's not enough people and i'm a little worried about the future of the visual effects team i mean like marvel movies rely on that you know what i'm saying well the thing is i think what they need to do is get rid of a project like, maybe one of yeah. the movies or tone down the special effects in two or three of the movies to sort of allow the other to allow the quality of the other shots to be better. Yeah. A good example is Blade. If you do Blade more like the first one was done, where it was more the effects were more about the disintegration of the vampires. Yeah. The action was people fighting. Exactly. I kind of feel like it'll be better. I agree. By the way, have you heard any news on the new Blade movie? No, I haven't. And it's supposed to come out next year. Yeah. I haven't heard anything on Blade. Are you a little worried about that? Because I am. I am a little worried. I did hear that. I think I heard about a month or two ago that Mahershala Ali, the guy, the actor who's playing Blade, did say something about how uh, the uh, shoot or the filming is taking a little long to like actually start. But um, but that was like a month or two ago. I did hear recently that they are starting to film in spring, I believe, of this year. So they hopefully should be in time for their 2024 release. All right. Last question about Blade, and then we're going to go right back to Ant-Man. Okay. Who do you want to play Whistler? Oh, that is a tough one. Whistler. I only have one answer. Who? Wesley Snipes. The irony in that, <laughs> the irony in that, 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 but you know what? I can see that. Wesley Snipes isn't young anymore. He's an old man. Yeah. Why not just give him dreadlocks and just have him be Whistler? You know what that is? That is a certain film trope where people take the old character that used to be the main character in the film years ago and make them like the wise man. Like a lot of films do that. So I think that would be nice. If Marvel did that, I'm sure Wesley could use the money. <laughs> I'm really sure he can. Probably with all his tax problems. Exactly. So I'm sure he can probably use the money. But that would be nice. That would be nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. All right. Back to back to Ant-Man and the quantum faster than it was. Um, <laughs> what do you think it would have taken for that movie to have been improved? Um... People are probably gonna like hate me for saying this because the movie's called Quantum Mania. Um, if we didn't spend so much time in the quantum realm, it got to a point where I was a little quantum fatigued after a while. 
Yeah, I was just like, because I didn't feel like there was anything that was really interesting happening besides me seeing some weird looking broccoli characters in buildings that can walk. I felt I like. I personally think it would have been better if they had more people in prosthetic makeup as opposed to so many CGI characters. I think if you would have had more, because if you looked in the film, when they had people with prosthetic makeup on, they were interesting designs. Yeah, they were. They were blink and you miss it designs. I yeah. kind of feel like if they would have done that, I think it would have been better. I think it wouldn't have been such a, such an overly rainbow bright, my little pony color palette, <laughs> you know, overload. And I, yeah. I think that is what really got you visually overloaded, that it made you not care. Because the yeah. story in itself is a decent story, you know, about this family of superheroes who are doing things. And even yeah. Hank Pym, who was like the old man, had his his importance in the thing. Even though he didn't do much, but he did do something. Yeah. You know, I just kind of feel like if they would have just toned down some of the CGI, kind of feel like it would have been a better film. A more I relatable agree. film. Because the I agree. characters you really cared about from the Quantum Realm <coughs> was the telepath dude with the purple glowing forehead. Yeah. Who I feel like they sold that effect straight out of Star Trek Discovery. Um, oh really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, the warrior chick. Oh yeah, she was cool. Like yeah. I would have, I would have liked to see more from her. I kind of think if they would have just had other characters that were just in prosthetics, I feel like it would have been less of a CGI overload in our brains, and we would have, you know enjoyed it more one of my least favorite characters speaking of cgi is the little blubber guy i have holes now i have holes <laughs> that was so cringy man i didn't mind him but i think i would have enjoyed him more if he wasn't hanging out with Lamphead. yeah i think i would have enjoyed him more if he wasn't next to other characters that i just kind of felt like were there just to say oh look we have a weird character Again, more people than prosthetics. Yeah, exactly. I think I think he was cool when he when we first had to like drink him. Basically, that was cool. That was funny. You know, it, it was all right. But then over time, we just kept getting him, kept getting him. We're like, man, can we can we just like leave the blubber guy home or something, please? Like, I don't want to no, see no. this guy anymore. My, the funniest part was like, how many holes do you have, or is that too personal? And the other guy goes seven, and you see Scott going. Yeah, 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 guys. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I freaking love that, man. So good. Um, all right. So quick question. Let's jump into the end credit scenes. Uh, the first one. Before we do that, musically, what did you think of the score? I thought the story, I thought the score was good. It reminded me once again, I, I feel like we got people who worked on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in this film, but it gave me Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. And it also gave me Loki vibes, like the TV show Loki. Yeah, how it had how, like, that weird atmospheric music. It it definitely gave me the vibes of those two shows or franchises. My my whole thing about the score was what? Wait, say it again. You went out. Stuck in my head. Uh, uh, say it again. Your 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 uh, voice went out. Uh, I said I feel like the the music was forgettable because there's not one tune that stuck in my head. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it fit the scene. Yeah. But I don't remember it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It, it did fit the scene. I mean, um, 
it was just it, it it reminded me of the of the other shows and the other movies but yeah it was like okay but but, but it's ant-man a lot of this the, the music and ant-man films don't really catch me you know what i mean so wasn't really expecting that um in in credit scenes the first one we got was we got to look at all of the versions of kang basically um the egyptian one was cool i did like that um sumerian one i was like it's definitely sumerian but it was was a little weird it was that one the one that was like all black right i think with the gold medallion and and the big the one who did the one who was the main focus in that first cutscene. i thought i thought that was the one that was i gotta look at it again if i can find the clip somewhere um yeah, I don't know. I thought the Egyptian one was pretty cool. Um, only because I'm like, I wonder what kind of story story we're gonna get from that guy. Um, I felt like the end credit scenes were, especially the first one. You know, it was just to give us an idea of like, hey, there's more Kangs, but we already knew that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really like it. And this, what was the second one again? The second credit scene was Loki, and um, I what forgot the, the third one. There was another one. There was another three. one. There was three. Did I not catch one? What was the second one? It was three. I forgot what the second one was. That's really why I'm, why I'm saying that. Anybody anybody in chat, let me know what the end credit scenes were. If you uh seen it, I'm pretty sure you've probably seen it if you're still here. Let me know what the three end credit scenes were because I think we're missing one. Yeah. Um, My one was the Loki one. The one that you're going to talk about, the third one. Yeah. I, I like the Loki one because... I love the show Loki. I think out of uh, all the Marvel shows, Loki is probably my favorite Marvel show so far. Honestly, um, it, yeah. I mean, next to um, all right. Here's my Marvel shows in order: Loki, um, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Um, he's my Captain America. Darn it! No, no, he is. Yeah, I know, but. <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're not talking about you know, <laughs> I'm always talking about what's in my hearts. Um, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and um, WandaVision. Those are my top three favorite shows. Really? Yeah. WandaVision is my least favorite out of all of them. For me, it's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, number one. Mm-hmm. I think that that told such a good story and a story you normally don't hear in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, Loki, number two. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, Miss Marvel, number three. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Miss Marvel. I love Miss Marvel. That might that might be tied for number three for me because Miss Marvel was actually really good. Miss Marvel was amazing. Group mini movies way before WandaVision. WandaVision is my least favorite. I thought it was a complete waste of time. <laughs> I, I freaking love WandaVision. I loved it. You know, I mean, it led into into Doctor Strange Mom, but you know, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange Mom. Um, yeah, I just I feel like um, the end credit scenes for me didn't really mean much of anything. I felt like they were there just to be there. I mean, the Loki one was pretty much just to kind of set us up for Loki, which is fine. But the end credit scene was like five seconds. What was the point of that? It wasn't like it was like five seconds of like a shot of Iron Man's mask, which means holy crap, Iron Man's coming back. It wasn't like it was one of those. It was like Loki's sitting in a theater, 
they're watching Kang up on stage. They're like, look, that's the guy. And then that was it. It's like, what was the point? If you weren't going to really give me much of anything, why give me anything? Just don't give me an end credit scene. But that's all you need. The love that people have for the Loki TV series, that little bit of him is mm-hmm. all you need. That's the same as flashing the, the Iron Man mask. I mean, I get it. Level. I get it, but I felt like for me, we already knew that Kang was coming back for Loki. Like, especially if you watch, obviously, the end of Loki, you already knew he was coming back. I felt like that scene was just to say, hey, just so you know, um, Kang, Kang is coming in the next Loki show. But it's like, we already knew that. Like look at how the like look at how Loki ended. Like we we knew that King was gonna come back, you know. So yeah, I, that's that's why I felt like for me. Time we talked about the Loki TV series. It's been a while, and I get it. You know they're trying to promote it and like remind people. This. We are the podcast of popular culture, and even we don't talk about Loki, and we both love Loki. Yeah, that is true. They Which need something to tease you, you know. Yeah. That's no so, different than, than, you know, like you're on a date and a girl sends you a picture of, you know, what she's wearing tonight. Oh, I'll be wearing this tonight. You know, and you're like, ooh, she's wearing that sexy red dress. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's just that little tease that makes you excited about it. Yeah. I mean, I get that part, but I mean, I don't know. I just, I I, I, I was just expecting I, a, l- I a little more. I believe by the time that, that, that end credit scene came up. You just didn't care because the movie was so mediocre. Maybe that's what it was. Like that <laughs> mediocre feeling bled into that end scene. And maybe that's that why it was in uh, Black Panther. You know, you'd have been like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> my God, Loki coming back!" Yeah, you're right. Probably yeah, kind of, kind of, just kind of feel like the bad feeling of one bled into the other. Yeah, I agree. Um, so right. overall, because I kind of think we, we kind of beat this, this ho- dead horse a hundred times overall one to five chocolate bunnies. What do you give? Was it Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania? Yeah. Or quantum disaster, which quantum disaster. Um, <laughs> chocolate bunnies, what do you give it? One to five chocolate bunnies. I will give it a two and a half. No, you know what? I'll give it a three and I'm only giving it a three because of Jonathan majors. Carried the film. He carried the film on his back. If John the Majors, if Kang was not in this movie and we had some mediocre, like, bad guy, like the bad guy that we had in Ant-Man Part 2, this film would have been, like, zero chocolate buddies for me. But because of John the Majors, I'm giving this a 3. I'm giving it a slightly higher, 3.5. Okay. I feel like it's one of those movies you'll enjoy watching on streaming, but it's not something you'll enjoy watching in the theaters it's not a it's not a movie theater film it's it's not it's it's something that should have honestly they should have just put this straight on disney plus to be honest i i really i feel like it's a disney plus movie it's not hey go spend 20 something bucks per ticket spend 50 dollars on popcorn and 20 dollars on your favorite butterfinger you know and go watch this movie no it's it's not it's not worth it it's really not like if if you are listening to this or watching this podcast and you have not seen it yet and you just spoiled yourself just because you want to hear our sexy voices, just wait for it to come to Disney Plus at yeah. this point. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, and this is coming from somebody who loved the first two Ant-Man movies. Loved them. I didn't like this one. Didn't like it. Sorry, not sorry. All right, so um, real quick, the other, uh, I think, what, what are we getting for the rest of the year? We're getting the Marvels coming this summer. We're getting Guardians. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm middle of the road. I'm, I'm, I'm middle of the road about that. I'm excited about it because it's more about three generations of superheroes you know um i'm more excited because i kind of feel like this is the first real girl power movie of the marvel universe and i'm curious to see how they're going to approach it and if it's going to bomb terribly or is it going to do really well i think it's kind of kind of i think it's going to be better than mediocre um but i don't think it'll be a great great movie but i think it'll be incredibly enjoyable okay Okay, I'm surprised it's actually a film. I, I thought it was gonna be a TV show, but it's an actual film. It's gonna be a TV show. Oh, okay. In the early, early um, planning stages, it's gonna be a TV show. Then they decided to be better served as a movie. Okay. Uh, what else we're we getting? We're getting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Can't yeah, wait. We are completely opposite with this one because, like, you are uh, super excited about Marvels. I'm super excited about Guardians. So um i think what else we're we getting we're getting loki and then we're also getting uh invasion which is going to be featuring um nick fury oh, so invasion. yeah so two more movies two more tv shows and that's it for marvel for the rest of the year really that's it that's it based off that slate do you feel like this is probably one of the weakest years in marvel based off of that slate yeah but then again it's also bound to happen of course. Because if you don't create a lull in it, then you're not going to to have people want more. Yeah. Think about it. If you go to a restaurant and they give you a ton of food and it's always in your face, it's come to a point you're like, I've had enough. No matter how much more more delicious food is coming, you know, after that. But if they serve you some, they give you a break, you'll be like, Oh, I can't wait for the next one. Then you get the next bunch. Yeah, you know, and it's a lot of it. And you're like, oh, this is great. You know, then the, a small lull, and then you're ready for dessert. Kind of feel it's the same type of pacing. Maybe that's why they're doing this lull because, just like you said, maybe they need to have this to pace themselves for these upcoming amazing films that they're going to need their top-notch visual effects artists for. Yeah, maybe that's what that's for. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be it. That is our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Uh, Los, do you have anything you want to leave the beautiful people with before we get out of here tonight? Um, stream it. Don't go out to the theaters to watch it. Um, don't forget that a lot. Oh, by the way, there's isn't um. What if and Echo aren't they also coming out this year? Um, I don't know. Echo, oh, Echo. I think no. Echo is next year. Okay. What if um, I'm not sure when, when when what if is actually? Just uh, don't forget we're doing um, the Last of Us review next week. Uh, we're reviewing two episodes at the same time. Don't forget that um, if you like to support us on Patreon, we appreciate <laughs> because for sure a lot of work goes into this uh, more than you can imagine or realize, and it takes a lot of time for us to watch these projects, make the time for it, you know. Schedule babysitters, schedule dog sitters, you know, 
trying to talk our Puerto Rican girlfriends and they go, hey, baby, baby, come on, this is for the podcast. You know, <laughs> I know you want to do that, but you got to let me do this. <laughs> stuff going on behind the scenes you guys don't know about. Um, yeah, and uh, don't forget, we have merch. Yes. Explain the merch to it, to, to our fine friends. Uh, yes, guys, uh, definitely check out in the description below in the video version and the audio version of the podcast um, is a link to our merch website. You guys can check out some Jayhouse Radio t-shirts, hoodies. Uh, we're going to be coming out with some new stuff for the spring pretty soon. Um, that also supports the podcast as well. You know, you guys can uh, walk around and show everybody how you're supporting the podcast of pop culture. So that way you can tell them to check out the podcast of pop culture if they're into pop culture. And I said pop culture too many times. So, ladies also, and gentlemen. Don't forget, if you want a sexy shirt, one of our shirts just <laughs> fits that bill. Can you think of something even sexier for your partner to be wearing other than that shirt, especially when they're looking at you and giving you all the googly eyes? And exactly. Look at, shirt, look at me. Exactly. I'm just saying. <laughs> Low Saint line. Low Saint line. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for hanging out. I appreciate everybody who's watching us live. Uh, thanks to the new chatters who came in here tonight. Appreciate you guys. Don't forget, hit the like button, hit the subscribe so you guys can catch us live and posting any other uh, videos as well. And side note, Street Fighter 6 is coming out pretty soon. Los and I are going to be streaming that very soon. So if you guys want to see us stream that live and watch me destroy Los, uh, make sure you guys. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be. It's listen. It's gonna be entertaining for sure. Yes, it will. It's gonna be entertaining. All right, guys. Peace and chicken grease. Thank you for hanging out. We love you.